back to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is Rewilding. We have a very interesting episode ahead of us today. So remember our last kind of official podcast was the Andrew Harvey interview. We talk about Shakti, Kundalini, the feminine path, the sacred union between the divine masculine and the divine feminine. We talk about embodied spirituality. We talk about the divinization of one's whole self, the ultimate path to enlightenment in that interview with Andrew Harvey. Well, we ended up doing a free three-day challenge. You maybe heard of it. You were maybe a part of it. If you were, oh my God, thank you. What an amazing, wild, beautiful event that that turned out to be. This episode, the reason I'm sharing all of this with you is because this episode is the Q&A from the challenge. So this free three-day challenge of awakening Shakti, working with different aspects of the divine feminine, different faces of the divine feminine, really working on embodied spirituality and what is this feminine path to enlightenment. The team loved this conversation. They loved this Q&A. If it were up to me, I don't know that I would put it on a podcast, but I also am not always the best judge of things since it's coming out of my mouth. But the community also has been talking a lot about this Q&A and just saying how much they got out of it. So why are we sharing it here on a podcast if this was part of one of our big rewilding for women challenges? Well, because it answers some of the most frequently asked questions about this path this feminine path, this path of embodied spirituality, this path of Shakti and about dark goddess energy. So why work with Kali? Why work with the dark mother? All of those things that we spoke about in the Andrew Harvey podcast. This kind of goes into some of the common fears even, which there's a lot of fear around the feminine. Let's fucking face it, especially around the wilder aspects of the feminine, especially around spiritual aspects of the feminine, right? Like Kundalini. How is it that this divine aspect of the great mother of feminine spirituality has been demonized? What? Wait, what? What? So this glorious awakening energy that's going to take you to enlightenment has been demonized? What? <laughs> Oh, um, so that's a little bit of a taste of what's coming. Um, I invite you to walk into this just going, I'm, I'm open, I'm curious, there's got to be something in here for me. So I would say if this embodied path or if you've ever been curious around about sacred union or about divine feminine archetypal energies, about the goddesses, about Shakti, about Kundalini, about all of this talk about Kundalini awakening. What the heck is that? <laughs> talk about shadow work, right? What, what, what is authentic, deep, true, real shadow work? Not like rainbow farts and unicorn shadow work, but the deep, gritty, authentic shadow work stuff. This is a great conversation. It is a great conversation. Also, if you are not subscribed to Rewilding for Women or Sabrina Lynn or both, 
of them, you might miss out on future challenges like this. So if you're ever up for some really great free shit, which is what this challenge was, it was three full-on days of free workshops. It was a space holding, a community gathering. It was wild woman shit for free. I got a note in my Instagram inbox this morning. Sabrina, you have blown my mind. I cannot believe this was free. I can't tell you how many of those notes that we've gotten, how many of those emails, how many of those Facebook group posts, how many of those like Instagram notes that I've gotten in my inbox of, I cannot believe that you give this away for free. That's all of our challenges. And that's part of what we love to do. It's part of what I love to do. So make sure you sign up for our newsletters so that I can get you all of the invitations. We'll have another one coming up definitely in December, possibly in November this month. So possibly towards the middle end of this month. I don't know. I'm not promising anything yet. Um, all right, that's enough of me talking and introducing you into this episode. Enjoy the episode. I invite you to come into this with, this may not have been my specific question, but something that's coming through might be the exact thing that I needed to hear today. It might actually answer a different question that I had. It might answer some sort of a question I didn't know I had. It might open up something in me. It might be a transmission of sorts. It might shift a thing. It might do a thing. So if we can open our minds, open our hearts, open our all of the different wisdom centers that we've started to work with together that you've worked with over the years in other capacities, maybe with me, maybe other spaces, but coming in with that beginner's mind, with that open heart. I like the words listening with our hearts. So I'm not just listening with just my little mind, my little brain. I'm listening with the whole of my being. I'm going, okay, how is this touching me? How is this influencing my journey? How is this, how is this, how is this? Yeah, just from that space. All right. Um, let's dive into some of these questions here. Um, <clears throat> the first one, this is um, fun because this is what I was feeling as I was reading a lot of the questions coming into both our group space, questions left on the event page, and just kind of what we're seeing is this theme around, how do I even put words to it? This theme around, I've opened up to Kundalini in the first workshop and I'm a little bit nervous about this. Um, or I've, my, my sensitivity is heightened now. Or, um, ooh, is this safe? Or um, things around that nature. Uh, things around that space. <laughs> I'm giggling. This is a beautiful question. It is a beautiful um, way for us to start our conversation today. But I'm, I'm, I'm smiling because I just did a podcast last week and maybe Leo, you could drop the link in the chat um, and maybe we could drop it in the Facebook group too. But um, I just did a YouTube video on <laughs> um, 
on the witch, the witch wound and reclaiming our witchy gifts. And it's not even necessarily about witchy gifts. It's about the reclamation of the, the fullness of our, our power, the fullness of self, the fullness of, of, of our soul potential, really. And um, <laughs> in it, um, I won't go into what I go into there. I'll just offer that as an additional resource, as an additional resource to what I'm gonna share here. But if you're sitting with any questioning around what is this <laughs> um, I'm trying to be gentle can you tell those of you who've been hanging out for a little while with me you'll you're like what is she doing I'm trying to be gentle because I know that there are so many women who are journeying with us for the first time and uh, like it's our first time hanging out <laughs> um, so I'm trying to just be a little bit more gentle, but I don't know that I'm gonna be able to hold it for long. What Shakti does, what the divine feminine does, is she obliterates your ego. Not obliterates it, she puts your ego in the back seat. So it is death to the ego. That is what the ego is facing in what it is that we're doing. She's concerned about your enlightenment. The work that we're doing, it is all for your enlightenment. It's all for your evolution. It's all for your waking up. She's asking you to wake up. She's asking you to become more conscious, to be more, become more loving. That's all she's doing. It's literally all she's doing. That's it. That's it. However, there's an aspect of ourselves that does not identify as divine. There's an aspect of ourselves that identifies ourselves as separate too love as separate to divinity, as separate to pure consciousness, as separate to awakeness. That aspect of ourselves, it likes being alive, right? It likes, it, it identifies itself as certain things. It identifies itself as, well, this is who I am. I am separate to, I am this, I am that. And we start to work with this extraordinarily powerful essence, which is wake up essence, it is wake up essence. It is the greatest gift of divinity that we can be given as human beings. And she gives us this gift, but what we're experiencing, and we all experience, it's called dark night of the soul, right? It's why it's, it's, it can be such a challenging journey is because that thing that, that we are identified with is fighting for its life. It's fighting to stay separate. It's fighting to keep its identity as other than divinity, right? And that is challenging. And it presents itself in many different ways. It presents itself through, oh fuck, <laughs> this can't be good, right? Oh my God, I'm hypersensitive now. Bah! It shows us lots and lots of things. Um, it, it, <laughs> We, we perceive, we all perceive life through glasses. We do, right? Your experiences in life have shaped how you perceive life. Your, um, your uh, when I say absorb conditioning, everyone just goes, I don't have absorb conditioning. We, 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 that, that's a suck, that sucks, right? But, the ways that my mind was shaped and my, my 
thought patterns were shaped has a lot to do with my family belief systems, my family patterns, my societal patterns, my societal beliefs. For instance, I grew up in America. I moved to Australia and I lived there for 10 years. I had the American beat out of me when I was in Australia. I didn't even know that I was so American. I did not even know that I was wearing blue colored American glasses. Well, I should say red, white, and blue colored American glasses, right? I could only see the world through red, white, and blue American-ness glasses. And then I'm in Australia and going, whoa. <sighs> I had no idea that the way that I would perceive things is so red, white, and blue, so American. We all have that. I'm just kind of giving that as an example. We all have that. We all have it. All of us have it. We do. It's just innate in our humanness. Now imagine that you have these colored glasses on around waking up, around waking up. And not only around waking up or becoming more enlightened or let's make this, let's get, let's get in the nitty gritty of this, right? You have glasses on around God, around God, around spirituality, around religion, around cult. I'm just trying to find words that are really triggery. Around kundalini awakening. Bah! <laughs> oh my God, isn't that when people go into spiritual crisis? Sure, through red, white, and blue colored glasses, it could look like that. Sure. <laughs> so I want to share that for those of you who this is like way outside of your comfort zone, or this is the first time that you're working with embodied divinity. This is fucking embodied divinity. And it might not be for you. It might not be for you on this path in this lifetime. It might not. It's not for everyone. It's not. And that's just what's true. There's no right or wrong, good or bad about that. It's just what's true. Like you will go through these three workshops and it will be me constantly saying, what is true for you? Maybe waking up to your allness, your divinity is not your path. Maybe working with divine mind and starting to plug into something way beyond just what your brain can do, divine mind, divine mind, like the ever knowing presence of the all of everything. We like to think like, wow, that sounds great. I'll be so smart. I'll be so intuitive. I will understand so much. You will also be sensitive as hell. You will also be empathic as shit, right? That's just part of the territory. And this is not for everyone. Does it take us to a place where we are in great relationship being empathic and sensitive and intuitive? Hell yes. Working especially in dark goddess territory gives us strong boundaries. It will actually strengthen your boundary. It will actually strengthen your no. It will strengthen your capacity to say no with love and with truth. 
That's part of what Shakti brings when we work with the goddess, right? She brings about, she's warrior for truth. She's warrior for love, right? She's, she's fierce grace. She's, she's all of those things. So the fear always comes with this territory. You will always bump up against fear. I have been working with this for decades decades, and I still get to witness my little egoical self. I still get to witness it, have its little moment, and I just watch it. I go, oh, look, you're scared. Oh, look at that. <laughs> you're scared of being that fucking powerful, aren't you? You're scared of being that loving. Oh, you're scared of that much juice ripping through your system, aren't you, sunshine? That's, that's me, that's my relationship to my egoical self, right? Like, it, it, we can be compassionate with it, but it, it's part of the territory. Read any mystics, any mystics who actually give you the truth of their story, they will tell you big spaces of fear, big spaces of fear, big spaces of fear on this path. And it's coming from so much um, transformation, alchemization. And so that was the most important thing to talk to first. That was the most important thing to talk to first. And I honor it and I respect it. I respect it and I love it and I get it. I get it. Um, and just all that I can say about it is just keep going back to your deepest truth. Your deepest truth. This path does take courage and it does take bravery. But just go to your truth. Is this true for me? Is working with divine feminine energy true? Is bringing God into my body true? Right? Like, we don't have to say God because we all, you know, like, oh God, there's all sorts of stuff around that. But is, is bringing divine essence or waking up the divine essence in my body? to the degree that that is where <laughs> I live from soul. I, I live from soul. I, I know, I, I walk through this world knowing, not just thinking it or having read it in a book that I'm a piece of the divine, but like the gnosis of it, the experience of it. I experience myself as a piece of the infinite all of everything. I experience myself as perfection. I experience myself as just pure love. I experience myself as just pure consciousness. I experience the world as so insanely perfect that it burns me. It burns me at how perfect this thing is. And it's not because I've mentally, I'm cognizing that or I've read it in a book or I've, you know, I mean, I'm about to go into quantum physics, or I read it in quantum physics, right? Quantum physics, like, so mirrors the mystical truths. It's the same thing. I am experiencing, I'm living it. I'm, 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 I'm living embodiment of love, of consciousness. That, so just imagine, that's what you're walking toward. That is going to rip apart every part of you that doesn't remember that, that doesn't know that that doesn't experience that. And that's gonna kick up some fear, right? It's gonna, like, some of us are gonna dig our heels in to the ground, some of us are gonna go, like, you're gonna have to go with your being, like, dragged along. 
You know, it'll be like Shakti, the goddess, Medusa, Hygieia, or you can call it divine masculine, you can call it grace, you can, God just dragging you. And you got your like claws dug into the earth, like, bah, I will go kicking and screaming. Right? And, and I say this a lot. I'm going, but I'm not going without a fight. And so just feel that in your own, it's just like, we're putting up a good fight. Putting up a good fight. The ego is putting up a good fight. It is. It is. <laughs> All right. I know that that was a big, long conversation on that point, um, but I think that there was a lot that came through. And so just take a moment before I dive into the next question and just feel like, Okay, in all of that, what stood out for me? Maybe I don't have the fear of Shakti or of the divine feminine or of embodiment or of Kundalini. Maybe I don't have that fear, but what was in that conversation for me? Like what hit me? Maybe it's even to just like feel your body now and, you, and maybe there's an electricity or an excitement or maybe it's deep in the fear. Maybe now you're like, well, I didn't have fear, but now I do think Sabrina. And there's no right or wrong. There's just what's true. There's just what's true, that's it. So just take a moment, we'll <sighs> take a breath. I'm gonna pop over here quick and just see. Um, I still don't have comments, by the way. Makes me sad, makes me sad. I wanna connect with you all in that way. Um, okay, oh, this is such a good one. You guys are bringing the juicy ones in. So first we go through like fear. Now we're gonna go into rage. <laughs> so this is Leo kind of taking a lot of different comments and going the next theme that I'm seeing is rage, is this stage two, feeling resentful, mad at the world, possibly the masculine or something else, um, or other ways that our dark goddess aspect is coming out. Um, she put in the words manipulative, distorted as well. Um, ways that that, that that aspect of, of, we'll just call it the divine feminine is, is showing up. Some of you have done some work with me around Lilith. And in Lilith, we work through three stages. So three stages. And you can kind of look at working with any Shakti in these three stages, I and mean, we can make six, we can make 10, but just for simplicity's sake and to give us a framework to talk about things, um, we'll talk about these in three stages. And <laughs> they can flip around too, so they don't always go in order, right? You can bounce back and forth between all of them all of the time. So I know we're talking about dark goddess here, but even if we were talking about, let's say, lover, Let's say we're talking about lover goddess energy. We're talking about the flavor of Shakti, the divine feminine aspect that is lover, right? That is, I'm trying, that is like Aphrodite. I'm trying to think of the archetypes that we might all be most familiar with. Aphrodite, Venus, right? She's just that feminine goddess of love and beauty. And so just hear me out, because sometimes it's easier to work with those than it is to work with the dark, with the dark lady. Three stages are dormant, dormant. So maybe, I know for me, I can say probably my like lover goddess did not get switched on until I was in my 20s. I was such a masculine being. I was so like tough tomboyish. And it probably didn't, it was probably dormant. Like my, just my like ability to be radiant, to be beauty, to be that goddess of love. 
goddess of love, and you understand sacred union, goddess of sacred union, goddess of sacred marriage, that's Juno, right? And so first stage is dormant. It's just, it's an energy, it's, it's in you, it's in the world, it's not specific to you, but it's in you, it's in all of us, and it's just dormant. It's just residing dormant, like the lid's on it. You can maybe relate. Mother is a good one. Mother, maybe you were never mothering, ever. And then you had a child or you got a pet and you were like, whoa. <laughs> or you became a caretaker. You're like, oh, so the dormant mother in me has just switched on. So dormant is one stage. Second stage is I don't have a better word for this. We, we started to use developing. I like that one. Dormant to developing. That seems nice, doesn't it? And we'll use that for mother and we'll use that for lover. Developing. So you're in like this developing stage where that energy's open, right? Like my, let's just go back to Venus Aphrodite, lover goddess. It's open. So, you know, I'm, I'm starting to embrace my beauty. I'm starting to be comfortable to be a beautiful woman, a very feminine essenced woman in the world, right? I'm starting to, but I'm still developing. And then I move up to the third stage and that's where we're working toward. And the third stage is like, I call it divine. I like to keep it to the D's for whatever reason. It's now and you'll, you'll hear why this makes so much sense over here in dark goddess territory. It's now the divinized expression, right? It's now that, that flavor of goddess of beauty, so that feminine aspect of me that can be soft, that can be flowing, that can be sensitive, that can be feminine, right? That aspect of me is now connected to my heart, it's connected to my soul, it's connected to high truth, it's connected to grace, it's connected to spirit, it's, it's, it's really alive, it's really awake, I have a really good relationship with it, right? I'm not expressing that lover aspect of me in like manipulative ways, in egoical ways, in ways that um, come from fear or come from wanting to control in order to feel safe and secure. This is something typical in lover expression, in developing stage, right? Developing stage. But when you get to divine stage, it's just like that pure energy runs through the whole of your body without attachment, without clinging, without wounds, without fears without those parts, right? So that's just what we're working toward. We bounce in and out of all those stages, right? You'll go back into a space where just lover is totally dormant, right? You have become a nun for a good long while. You're like, I have not felt sexual in forever. I have not felt lover in a long time, right? You've gone back into a, a dormant phase and that's okay, there's nothing wrong. So just know, like it's, it just all shifts around, but we work through things to get to the divinized place. So oftentimes there's derubbling that has to happen in the system in order for me to express it, let's say cleanly. That might not be the best way of saying that. It might not be a great word, but I can express it and it's heart aligned, it's soul aligned. I express it in a way that is just, it is like high love. It is high love. That's the way it flows through me. 
right? It's a gift. It's a gift to everyone around me. I'm gifting my lover with it. I'm gifting me. Tiggs, I see a comment. <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, distortion feels. So that's the word. Let me shift over now. So remember I talked about those three stages, dormant, developing, divine. If we go <laughs> into my original words for it and the ones I like to use sometimes, especially when we go over here in dark goddess territory, dormant, so Hecate, let's go Hecate, queen of the witches, your capacity for like medicine woman mysteries, the capacity to, um, Hecate like brings us into natural rhythms. Right? She brings us into the moon cycle. She brings us into like oracles. She brings us into visionary. She's a seer. She's the keeper of the crossroads. She can see past, present, and future. Right? She's a divinizer. She can tarot cards is her territory. Oracle card. That's that's all her territory. Midwifery is her territory. Blood mysteries is her territory. So you start to get into like witchy gifts, and you start to really think like what are and you really start to feel that's hecate territory now for many in our society hecate that particular flavor it's just a flavor of divine feminine she's just she's one of the flavors she's an archetypal energy she's a goddess energy she's just a particular flavor of divine feminine that's it she's just a flavor she just she's dormant in many many she's dormant just dormant just has not been awakened yet. So then you start to hear all these words that we use in, in the tradition of the feminine path of awakening, of an initiation into, of an activation, of a transmission. And it's almost like the Hecate in me sees, honors, loves the Hecate in you. It's kind of what we're doing. It's part of what we do in rewilding. It's part of what we're doing in the challenge, right? Is the Hecate in me sees, honors, witnesses, loves the Hecate in you, right? And it's literally like, and we go into Kundalini goddess of miraculous healing, right? We go here, here, the, the Kundalini goddess of miraculous healing in me sees, honors, witnesses, the Kundalini goddess of miraculous healing in you, right? This is feminine mysteries. This is how the feminine gifts the feminine. This is what we have the capacity to do for each other is we have the capacity to awaken each other to so much more. This is what I get to witness. This is the right, like in an in-person women's space, retreat, workshop, circle, and you're doing embodiment practices and you get to witness. I have been in spaces where women who have like woken up to, I don't even know what kind of an essence, let's say seductress, like seductress but she's got divinized seductress, right? So she has this way of like seducing the world into serving the highest good of the all of everything, right? She's cleaned up seductress, which we all demonize as seductress. You must be bad and evil and wrong and manipulative. No, no, no. She's literally like seducing the world and waking up and to becoming conscious and to becoming more love-filled and to be healing old wounds, and, right? So she's, it's divinized, but she's expressing what is seemingly taboo, naughty, bad, put it in a corner, there must be no purpose for a seductress. Bullshit, bullshit. And think of now, if there are, I mean, we work with 36, I think it's really like 45 now, different archetypal energies. 
Think about how many are still residing dormant. How many are still residing dormant? I know I still have. I know there are plenty of feminine energies that are still residing dormant in me. And I teach this. There's, there's just so many different expressions, so many different gifts of the divine feminine, right? So, but, but I'm just sharing, and, and I'm sharing that because that is like an authentic experience of mine, is there's a woman that I was in a workshop with, in a retreat with, and she literally gifted me seductress. Literally, it was like the seductress in me that is so healthy, so healed, so beautiful, and so connected to the divine in me sees, honors, witnesses, and loves the seductress in you, Sabrina. And it was like, oh, I see. I see. I see. Not only do I mentally cognize it, my body gets it. I get it. I know this in my bones. It was just like a coming home. Like, yes, I get it. I get it. So dormant, it's just not awake. It's just not awake. Hecate, Medusa, Hygieia, right? These different energies that we're gonna work with. Dormant, second stage <laughs> over here, we're not gonna call it distorted. We're not gonna call it developing, it's doing that, but we're gonna call it distorted, right? And that's, that's stage two, that's what Leo was sharing over here, before we get to divine expression, before we get to the divinized expression. Now, when we are in the more taboo areas of feminine gifting, there is more to work through, typically. We all have our own unique flavors, our own unique experiences, our own unique karmic backpack that we came in with, our own unique ancestral line that we're connected to, our own unique experiences in this life, our own unique woundings and all of those things. But if you think about the more seductress, great example, seductress versus mother. Okay, I don't know in our society, in our family systems, in our own selves, which one we judge more, but you might judge mother more. And again, that's why we're all so unique. You might judge, I mean, we might, I'm starting to watch society have harsh judgment around mother, right? Harsh judgment around mother, devaluing of mother. Oh, I'm, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. What? When did we start devaluing mother? <laughs> it's all of it though, right? It's, it's, it's all of it, but we all have our own unique lines and our own unique rubble and amount of rubble in each of the lines, right? So for some of us, we have a lot of rubble and rubble is just like things clogging up the line, just things that have kept it dormant. They might've been family patterning or your mom might've told you, you have to be, be a good girl. Society might've said a good girl, a good, you have to be a good girl. Like no getting wild, no touching into your prime, your animal nature, right? No, 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 we don't roll in the mud. No, you're a pretty girl. You're now a good, pretty girl. You don't get to get witchy. No, that's not acceptable. No, no, definitely not seduct seductress. No, no, you'll be deemed a whore. You will be, you will be ostracized. You will lose love. It comes down to you will lose love. You, you will lose love. You will lose acceptance. And as children, love meant survival. Acceptance meant survival. So there's, 
There's some intensity around this and that's what we're working in. That's the territory we're working in. When we start to work with dark goddess territory, we run into more rubble in the line than we would typically run into when we're working with, I don't know, it's hard because we're all so unique, but like feminine warrior, at least in America, feminine warrior. Like it's, 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 there's not a whole lot of judgment placed around feminine in some family systems. And again, I'm making broad, right? Like very broad brushstrokes here and just really know that our own experiences are so unique. Like I can get a women, women circled together and we're doing a four day retreat and three women will have like the most amount of rubble around warrior. Four women will have the most amount of rubble around mother. Five women will have the most amount of rubble around dark goddess, right? But dark goddess territory, she literally takes you to the rubble. That's her job. That, that's, that's, that's why she's called dark goddess because it's hidden. It's your hidden gifts. It's your hidden power. It's your hidden soul knowings. It's your hidden soul's longings. The ones that people have judged, the ones that have been ostracized, the ones that you were told as a little girl, if you express that, we won't love you and you might not survive, right? So you tucked them in a corner and you pushed them away. Whatever they are, we all have our own or go beyond just being a little kid, past lives. Like we, you in workshop two, two, workshop two, anyways, in the challenge at some point, we open up, if it feels right for you, open up to past life karmic, like what you came in with and what the ancestral line holds for you. So really honoring this territory and knowing that when we work in this territory, we will open up to things that we have stuffed down, things that we have denied ourselves to feel, things that we have numbed out to anesthetized. This is a lot of the stuff that sits in first, second, and third chakras. A lot resides in that territory. This is why a lot of traditions won't go anywhere near that shit, right? They won't go anywhere near that shit. They'll like bring the light down to the heart. Ah, isn't that good? Let's just be all loving, right? Why do you think the priests like switched sexuality out of spirituality and money out of spirituality? That's first and second chakra, baby. Right? Like, they're like, well, we're not divinizing that shit. That's not how the feminine rolls. <laughs> That's exactly where the dark goddess takes you. She goes, I'm taking you into money, sunshine. We're gonna clean that up, <laughs> right? I'm taking you into your sexuality. We are gonna bring God into your sexuality. We are gonna bring God into your relationship with money. We are gonna divinize it. So we're gonna move it out of dormant, through distorted, this is where you do shadow work, right? You do all the releasing, all the cleaning out, all the letting go, however that looks for you. We do some of this in workshop two. You probably hit some of that workshop one, a little bit more workshop three, and then workshop, not workshop three, stage three, is you come to a place where you can express some of these wild, wild feminine energies so fucking cleanly with absolute grace and absolute love. And can you imagine the gift that that is? Can you imagine the gift that that is, right? When you are expressing seductress so purely that all that is felt is love and truth and grace, that's it. There's nothing else that comes through with it. 
because we've moved through the rage that was there. All the lifetimes that I was deemed a fucking whore. All the lifetimes that you took my babies away from me because I was a prostitute. Because you actually made me a fucking prostitute. All of the times when my boyfriends told me if I ever looked at another man, I was a slut. All the slut shaming in this life, all the things that my family taught me about my sexuality, keep a lid on it, good girls cross their legs, don't wear that skirt, it's too short, don't be too pretty because then you're gonna be attracting rape, whatever it is, whatever it is, right? All of that stuff, <laughs> all of that stuff is in some way influencing our lives, it, it, it's influencing our lives in some way. It's unconscious territory for most of us. It's hidden territory for most of us. A lot of us don't even know that it's there until we start going into dark goddess territory, until we start going into shadow work territory. And that's the gift of her, she goes, you didn't know this was holding you back, but I wanna show you it's this, like this, like this energetic block sitting in your pelvis. This is why you keep getting the same shitty job. This is why sex just doesn't seem to be what it could be. This is why that crappy partner thing keeps happening. That relationship thing just keeps coming back around. That's the dark goddess. That's, that's, that's her. That's, that's her. Question was in this stage two, when we come out of dormant, right? And we're in, we're in, this is a beautiful stage. It is so beautiful. It's, and many kundalini traditions will talk about this after the awakening. And those of you who are on the live, maybe you can share comments around this. Those of you who've been through this, maybe to just give some love to the other women in our space and in our circle and say, I fucking see you, sister man. Like the wake up was fucking beautiful and glorious. And then I was dull and then I dove into the pits, right? Because for most of us, it's this glorious awakening or awakenings, there's many that come along the path, and then it's the purifying, and then it's the working through the developing. It's the working through all, it's the shedding off all the false masks. We have to shed off all of the absorbed conditioning, all of the family patterning, all of those like weird societal rules that we've played by that have limited ourselves. So that's stage two. So in that stage can come a lot of grief because we actually are starting to see, oh my goodness. I never fully grieved the loss of my babies. I never fully grieved um, the loss of my freedom in the past life because I was a woman. I never fully grieved. I'm not saying that you're gonna go into past life territory. I'm not saying we dig here forever. It's not like that. But the things that we have stuffed down, the things that to keep something unconscious requires a lot of fucking energy. You can read studies on this. There's a lot of science behind this. To keep something repressed and stuffed down takes a lot of our life force. A lot of our life force is spent keeping shit hidden.
a lot. So the beautiful aspect of this is if we just stop trying to hide it and stop trying to stuff it down and pretend like we aren't sad when we're sad or pretend like we're not angry that someone just crossed a boundary, right? The more our life force is accessible to us. We're now, we now have access to so much more energy because we're not working hard to keep a lid on it. And for us as women, we work really fucking hard to keep a lid on it. We work really fucking hard to keep a lid on it because we are extremely sensitive. We feel a lot and there is a lot of energy that runs through these bodies and it runs through in emotions. It runs through in a lot of ways. And so what the goal is, well, goal, I hate saying the word goal, but one of the things that we're working toward is we're working toward letting that energy move through us, letting it move through us, letting it, but in the stage two, when we've decided to take the lid off, right? We've decided to take the lid off or we hit an awakening, the lid comes off and trust me, if you've hit an awakening, it was your damn time. You do not get to blame this on anything else other than your soul because it is your soul that decides when you get to do an awakening. I could put 30 women in a room, 10 of them will go through an awakening in the exact same practice, 20 won't. It's the 20 because their soul is like, not yet, but the 10 that did, their soul was like, time, it's my time, it's my time. So own it, own it, own it, own it. The more that we can own our fucking path and what's going on for us, the more we're also in our power. So instead of going, oh, you did this to me, this is a huge thing that sits in the feminine is this victim consciousness. This has happened to me. Oh, I had this, oh, this whole wild, horrific awakening. You are basically denying your soul's choice to wake up. You're basically, you're, like what? What kind of internal war is that? No, let's not do that. Let's not do that to ourselves. Like, let's love this thing. Let's, let's, let's support it. Let's take our power back. Let's really stand in our power and really own our life. If you are an adult, and I hope if you're doing this challenge, you are over 18. If you're not, get off the live. Um, you're an adult. And let's own our choices. And let's go, this life is not happening to me. I am co-creating with it. That's a big responsibility. That's a big shift. That's a big power move. We all talk about, I wanna take my power back. Your power's always been there. It's always been there. We've just given it away. And so it's stand in it, but to stand in it, we have to take on some responsibility that we might not want to, right? It might be way more comfortable to be in victim consciousness. The world is happening to me. And I'm not saying that there aren't atrocities that are happening. I am not saying that. I am honoring that, I am loving that, I, I totally bow to that and have absolute reverence to that, right? But at some point in our lives, for most of us, we are in a position where we get to make choice for ourselves. Most of us, I'm not even saying all of us. And if we're here, 
we get to make some kind of choice and we should be fucking grateful for that. And we get to, in workshop two, I think, expand out into all of the women who don't get to do what we get to do, who don't get to do this yet, who don't get to make choice for themselves yet, who don't get to walk a path of liberation yet, who don't get to stand in their power yet. They don't get to. They physically cannot do it, right? And so let's just honor that. Let's honor that. If we're here, we are making some kind of a choice for ourselves. Um, so that's stage two, find the practices, find the spaces, find the facilitators, find the programs where you can safely in a very held and very loving space with a very um, seasoned or experienced facilitator or person, release, release, let go, like it's just moving the energy through your body. That's it. It's moving it through your body. You're moving it. You're moving. So you open up to lifetimes. And a lot of times, I want to share this too, because a lot of times we open up the storm. We're like, there is so much here that I could cry for lifetimes. There, and I've hit those places. I've hit those places in that period of time in my life during that like deep, intense purification, which is right after the awakening. There's often deep, intense purification and hit those moments where there's so much grief or I might never stop crying. I could cry for lifetimes and never stop feeling the end of this grief. It is a limitless, it's, 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 it's endless, not limitless, that too. Endless, there's an endless amount of grief or rage. There's an endless amount of rage here. I am so, angry. I am so angry that I shut myself down. I am so angry that I have denied my fullness. I am so angry that society is the way that it is. I'm so angry, right? And it's just, you find safe ways. You don't project it onto your partner. <laughs> Many of us do that. Just calling you out if you are. Don't do it. <laughs> Find safe, safe ways, safe spaces, safe ways to do that and to move through that, right? You can do that by holding yourself. So again, don't put this outside of yourself. Don't put this on someone else. Own your journey. What do you need? Own it. Own it. Own it. We need to own the journey or we will never be the empowered women that we're talking about being. We will never ride. We will never step into our fullness until we own it. Until we own it. We have to own our journey. And so what do I need? I need to fucking roar. Well, find a space to roar in. Find it. it. You will find it. Seek and you will find, right? When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. The space will appear. The friend will appear, whatever will appear. Just own what you need. This is another thing that's difficult for the feminine is to honor what she needs and to ask for what she needs, to give herself what she needs, to spend money on what she needs, right? It's always about other. It's typically for many, many, many feminine based beings, it's about other. Well, that's not valuable. I'm not valuable enough. I'm not worth that. Right? We, we have a hard time speaking our needs. I need this. I need to just be heard for a minute. Like to a friend, call up a friend, like, can I just talk for 20 minutes and can you just listen to me? Like, I, I don't need to be fixed. I don't need you to help me. I don't need any advice. Can you just, can you just let me verbal diarrhea for 20 minutes? If they say no, okay, I get it. Totally on honor 
your no, honor that that's not, call someone else, right? But, but let's own our path. Let's own it. What do you need? And so just right now in this moment for all of us, you might not be in that stage two with big things. We, and again, we bounce in and out. I know that sometimes we think, well, once I get to stage three with Lilith or Hecate or Medusa or the dark goddess, like I'm, I'm always divinely aligned. Bullshit! <laughs> Um, it's a spiral. It's a spiral. It's a spiral, right? It's it's a spiral. It's a spiral. Um, okay. Let me see. I know that we've. Okay. Uh, this is one that Leo just sent two minutes ago. So I know that this is like, okay, if there's one last one we go into, it's this one. And she's got like in all caps. <laughs> um, Bring power healing from workshops into life. How do we harness the power that we've tapped into during workshop ceremony? How do we integrate this into our daily life? I love this question. <sighs> One, it organically and innately happens because there's nowhere that this Shakti, the divine feminine, doesn't go. So when we start to embody it in our bodies, it, it innately ripples out into our lives. It innately ripples out into all layers of our lives and all layers of our being. So, so on one hand, just working with the divine feminine, she's going to show up in your life. She will, when you start working, if we were to do, you know, a real deep dive into something like, for those of you who are going to do mystery school, we'll do real deep dives. And so you'll start to see, like Medusa, for instance, you'll start to see Medusa, like, in your life. You'll see Medusa energy, like, flooding your relationship and alchemizing things in your relationship. You'll see her like as you're filling out a job application and she's like, lies, this one isn't for you, move along, <laughs> right? You'll, 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 they'll, you'll see in very tangible physical ways, you'll see it in weather patterns, you'll see it in social media posts that show up, right? There's nowhere that is, everything is totally all interconnected and that's the goddess's playground is life itself. So she's innately already everywhere and it's automatically gonna happen. Automatically gonna happen. What we can do to assist that is we can stop living two lives. This is my spiritual life. How many of us are guilty of this? hands up. Put your hand up if you are. I was guilty of this for a very long time. This is my spiritual life over here, separate to my daily life. This is my practice where I do yoga. I'm saying it like that because that was literally me, right? And I'm, I mean, I'm roaring in the woods around a campfire with, with a bunch of naked women. Just going on a yoga retreat for the weekend. <laughs> And then on Monday morning, I would be in my business suit. I mean, I just like let it rip over there, being like wild, full feminine in my like medicine woman gloriousness. And then the next day, Monday morning, I'm in a gray suit on the 35th floor of corporate teaching public speaking skills in downtown Sydney, Australia. <laughs> well, what'd you do this weekend, Sabrina? Yoga? Yoga? <laughs> So that's something that we can consciously do. It's very simple, but it's very powerful. So stop putting up the barrier. Stop, because we do it. We do it, whether we're doing it consciously or unconsciously, unknowingly. Like, where do we put up the barrier? Like, we're, we're keeping it separate. 
no, I don't want this in my work life. But yet we really do. We're like, yes, bring change to my work life. But, but no, no, I'm doing yoga. <laughs> um, so opening up that door and you can do a practice. You can do a visualization. Bring in the Shakti, bring in the juice, open up your system and just go. And you can kind of do it between, I'll give you a little practice here to embody my practice that you could do if it feels right. You could do it in your body, or you could do it in two different areas outside of you. You could do it in right and left hemispheres of your brain. We actually do this in warm-up for, I think, day three. And you can expand on that warm-up. But anyways, I'll give you the practice here, is you can go, okay, I'm trying to think of which side of my body feels more corporate-y today. I think my right side feels like daily life, right? My right side, I'm right-handed, right, often is associated with masculine side. So I'll just say, for this moment my right side is my like masculine dominant it's my let me not say masculine because that kind of screws us up sometimes but this is my daily life like my right side is my daily life my left side is my spiritual life right and so you just embody that right side daily life i'm normal <laughs> i'm nor <right>? yoga <laughs> is my right side left side crazy witchy shit in the woods all weekend yeah witches are gathering and then I take the two and I embody them and I just go let them mix <laughs> you can do it in your body you can legitimately just go okay whew, okay and you might freak out you might go bah! thought I wanted this just kidding just kidding but that's a practice you could hold them outside of yourself right and you can mix them together you can write um, start writing if you're very like cerebral and you like writing you can write two different lists like okay daily life and you just write what does daily life look like okay feed the kids drive kids to school um, feed dog go to work uh, clean house whatever it is right you just write daily life and then on the other side you write spiritual life yoga <laughs> I really have to this is for my own entertainment you've got to um, understand that challenge energy is wild and we have been working a lot and there's a point that that the team and I hit where we're just like wow this is amazing and beautiful and holy crap everything is you know it's like being overtired and just everything is funny yoga is like that for me right now but you write on this side all of the different spiritual words and then you just start combining them right so you just start combining them like wash dog yoga <laughs> um, Feed kids. <laughs> Do crazy witchy shit in the woods. <laughs> right? Um, uh, make love to partner. Initiate partner by worshiping his cock. Right? I mean, you just go, go wild with it. Um, <laughs> Rachel, I love you. Love the delirium. I think that's like a really great word for it. It's so... And if you can imagine, like I've been creating workshops. So we're in workshop space. Um, also in... Yeah. It's just, it's wild. We love launches. We love challenges like this. We love when there are over 11,000 people. Um, Malia, actually, I think, no, we'll post this in the Facebook group because I don't know the exact number, but we'll keep everyone up to date on the exact number of women going through the challenge. It's open until tomorrow, Halloween, uh, which is the 31st of October at 5 p.m., I think. So uh, we'll let you know the exact number. If there's anyone, like, last minute, you're like, Bitch, get in here! No, that's delirium talking. No, um, if there's any woman in your life who you feel could really um, benefit from doing the challenge, 
she's welcome to join up until tomorrow and we'll get you those numbers. Also, Mystery School is open. You'll find more details about that. And yeah, yeah you, there's tons of details about that, but just wholehearted doors are open. We're doing it. Uh, we're doing it. We're, we're diving in and we're going big. And so if you're like, wow, I don't know a space to go deep. I don't know a space to be held. I don't know how to do more of these practices. I don't know how to deepen into the feminine mysteries. That's on offer. That's on offer. And that's just, again, just what's true for you. Just what's, what feels true for you. And just following that. All right. Oh my gosh, women, this was very unexpected for it to go like this. We might do another Q and A after uh, workshop access period. So I don't wanna take up too much time while you're working on getting through the challenge. So we might do one after Tuesday where you've got access to the, all the challenge material until Tuesday. So I'm just gonna feel and see <laughs> where we're at next week and how things are feeling. So if, if that feels right, we'll definitely do another live like this and dive into more questions. Questions can be different. Um, now that kind of the big ones, the heavy hitters are out of the way and you'll be through the challenge. So also, no, I'm gonna leave you on this note. You're in the cooker, you're in the cooker, right? If you've gone through workshop one or if you haven't started yet, even if you haven't started yet, you're in the cauldron, you're in the cooker. It's a whole process, right? It's, you literally walk in, we deepen, first we do a huge awakening, then we deepen and we dive in and then we come back out, right? We do this beautiful thing in workshop three, which is the rise. You do not want to miss that, but really just honor. You're in the cooker. You're in the process of it. It's working your system. There's a lot coming up. There's a lot stirring up. Also know that the mind can't go where the soul goes. The mind will never comprehend what you're doing. It can't. These little brains, these little brains, they, they can't comprehend it. And so just know that it's doing the best that it can. Love, love the little guy, right? Like it's doing the best that it can to understand what's going on, but know that that's not the fullness of the truth of everything because it can't grasp it. There's stuff happening in the subtle realm, stuff happening in, happening in your chakras, in your energetic system, in your, in your central channel that it can't comprehend. It can't comprehend, it's too subtle for it. It's, that could shift, right? We start to become more and more conscious of the subtle, more and more conscious of those um, more energetic realms, of those more spiritual-based realms. Oh, that's funny, my eyes flicker. More delirium. Okay, wow. Enjoy the journey. Um, just so grateful, so grateful that we get to do this together, that you're all here, that we're co-creating this together really and truly. You'll hear me say this in workshop three. I wouldn't get to do this without you. I, I wouldn't, and this is like my truth. This is my truth. So this is a gift for me to be able to do this with you all, to be here with you is a gift to me. So. Thank you, woman. Oh my gosh, just sending you huge love for the journey. Love you all so, 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 so much. Ooh.